Potomatic mobile app. Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I, I'm here. I'm Dr. Lisa. I give a shit. I do. I mean, and, and you know what I was thinking about today? I was thinking about how money really rules the world. That's what we're talking about when we talk about, uh, you know, the, all the stuff with the uh, NRA and all that other shit and all politics and all that. It's all about money. It's all about money. And it's about such huge amounts of money that it's not even about survival or any or even getting a nice pair of shoes. So I just want to remind you that how much freedom there is if uh, your life isn't centered around money. Be grateful. Make what you ha- make as much as you need and not more. Okay. Yeah, we got to eat though. All right. So anyway, um, it's I'm Dr. Lisa. I'm a self-proclaimed psychotherapist. I, uh, you know, um, have a psychological bent on my conversations on the show. So hang in there. But today is a very, very, very exciting day because I'm not just Dr. Lisa anymore. I am Miss Subways 2017. It is, it is a remarkable, remarkable experience that I had, um, Last Thursday night at the City Reliquary, Um, I can't even, I mean, it's going to be, I, I, okay, so it was this huge sold out thing put on by the Writers um, New York and uh, the City Reliquary, it was a benefit and it involved, um, you know, a competition, a pageant, if you will, and there were just so, so many talented performers and so many fabulous costumes. And quite honestly, I don't sing or dance. You guys know that. Have you ever heard me? Like, you know how not musical I am. So uh, I was just surrounded by an enormous, enormous amount of talent. And um, I did this little monologue about, like, you know, growing up in New York, moving back here after college, and my relationship with the subway. So I actually wound up winning. Well, what I did say, which I which I think I hope helped influence the judges, is that I thought it was about time that a postmenopausal woman, you know, I'm age 61, postmenopausal woman won the title. So I'm going to give it I'm going to give it that. So we had some awesome judges. We had um Reverend Jen, the star of All Art Stars and the Lower East Side you know, um, goddess forever. Like Reverend Jen is one of the most important people in the history of the Lower East Side, creative people. We also had uh, Roger Clark from New York One. That was huge. And we also had um, the famous, famous uh, Janine Garofalo, a comedian, actress, all that. And we had another... We had another uh, really well-known comedian. I'm blanking on his name. Do you know, Glace? Yeah, uh, I think it's called Baratunde Thurston. I never yeah. know whether you say the E at the yeah, end. Yeah, Baratunde. Thank you. Thank you. I have Glace here. Thank God. So anyway, uh, so that, and I also, um, so here's the deal. This is what's going to happen today. I have the first runner-up, somebody who I just met and I'm totally enamored with. His name is Glace Chase. Hello, Glace. Hi, darling. How are you? Good. 
he was the first runner-up, just a ridiculous talent, um, just an incredible performer. Like, I mean, this is what I remember. I remember when they were evaluating us, Janine Garofalo just said one word, charisma. And I was like, yeah, that guy's, or I thought it was a woman, literally. I did think it was a woman the whole time until afterwards. I thought it was a woman, so I th- said to myself, I th- she's going to win. I was sure she was. She should have won, frankly, except, well, we'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, so Liz is my guest today. Um, I've invited a lot of the people who helped organize the event, the people from the you know, the different organ- the organizations, the Riders, wh- I'm blanking on this, help me out. The Riders Alliance, I think it was. See how smart she is. I know, for this time in the morning as well, I'm so <laughs> proud of myself. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, the City Relic Quarry, and um, so there's, there were, anyway, those, those people I'm hoping will call in, and you're welcome to call in. The number is 718-928-9732. And um, before we get started, I just want to make sure that you guys know the uh, names of all the people that we competed with. Weren't they incredible? God, it was so much fun. Everybody was amazing. Don't you think the best part about the best part about it was the spirit of this thing, right? Oh, it was kind of crazy, and it was so New York. It was so kind of Brooklyn in a way, you know, every, the, like kind of performance artists, and it was all a little kooky, which just made it so special and so funny. It was so great because it had that perfect balance of kooky, as you say. And then just really well organized and professional, right? Absolutely. I mean, the event was kind of huge. I walked in, I was a little like, oh, God, this is a big event. I know, it was sold out. And the tickets cost 20 bucks, folks. Okay, so don't just, you know, there you go. But, like, it was amazing, right? Yeah, and those judges, too. I nearly died when I saw those names. I was like, what is that? That's, like, this is like significant the, people. I know, it's a real, real deal. So I just, you know, I just... I mean, uh, the point of the point is is that the spirit of the whole event was just be- really, really beautiful, really special, really uh, what we all hope to have in our alternative lifestyles, or which we w- w- it was the best, the best of it, the best of it, where everybody comes together and really can be themselves and be appreciated for exactly who they are. Did you feel that way? Uh, Absolutely. As I said, I mean, I think the New York kind of element was just so good because the city is, you know, I mean, I know it's changed a little bit, but it's it's really a home for all the alternative kind of creatures. We all kind of flock here if we're from somewhere else. And that's kind of what I thought it celebrated so well. And it was just lovely to be around so many kind of diverse and eclectic people and performers and to celebrate too. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, you got it, folks. So I'm going to read the names of all the other uh, people who, all the other uh, performers. We have Robert, so you can see how the competition was fierce. Robert Coover, Dylan Mars Greenberg, he was amazing. He did this song that he wrote and he danced. Laura Van Holt, Lady A, she was, ah, Hedra, a.k.a. Miss Derailment, which was hilarious. Anna Peone, Carrie Murphy, a.k.a. Sunday Fantastique, Glace, Glace Chase, Susie Q, Melissa Rasha, 
Rachel Lieb, and we also had um, La Rococo's and the original, you know, last year's Mr. Lower East Side, John. Did you meet, you saw him at the end? He oh, was I, great. Did oh, you know? I, no, I didn't know he was Mr. Lower East Side. He's the official Lower East Side, which uh, we have Reverend Jen to thank for the Mr. Lower East Side pageant. I think a friend of mine won that. A guy I'd slept with, actually. Really? When What's I say his a friend, name? Can you uh, say? Oh, God, I can't remember that. So just, well, he must have been pretty cool, fabulous. He was too. amazing. He was this big, berry guy, and um, and he was wonderful in bed, too. Nice. So, yeah, he moved to L.A., though. Oh, uh, well, he's no, well, screw him. Exactly. He, let's get his title back. <laughs> exactly. What a, what a dick. So, I wanted to kind of relive a little bit of this. So, Glace, you help me. What was it, what was it like for you? What was, what, what was it like? How did you feel? Well, God, when we walked in, it was just so crowded. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. Adrenaline, adrenaline. And um, I, I was a little tired, actually, because, I, you know, I'm a working queen. And um, I'd been performing, performing. And I'd also created my own outfit. Which was fucking incredible. I mean, you know what? I can't, I can't do any of this justice. But I have all the pictures and stuff on my Facebook page. It's up right now. Help yourself, okay? Or Google it. There's a lot of pictures. But you got to see it. It's very visual. Yeah? Yeah. And so I created this dress kind of based on the subway map. So it was all the different colors of the subway. And I sewed it. And, um, and of course, because, you know, I'm a working queen. So I was running late. And that whole day I was sewing, sewing. And I was so worried that I wasn't going to be able, like, I wasn't going to get ready wow. in time. But then, of course, you always pull it together right at the last minute and but i walked in i was a little frazzled oh oh you but, didn't look it okay well you know, you know. of course because you're you're the consummate performer so i wanted to find out a little bit about you because i enjoyed your vibe so much and i love that we got to be on stage together but i you're 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 a bit of a mystery to me. So you're from Australia? I am. I'm, originally, I'm from Australia. And when did you move here? Uh, about seven years ago. And what did you move move here? Were you a performer in Australia? I, I was. I was actually a playwright, believe it or not. And, wow. Yeah. And, you know, dare I say it, a playwright of some success. I would have no doubt. And um, But basically, I kind of moved. Uh, I kind of had a bit of a nervous breakdown. Really? And, um, I needed to move. To, I needed to get away because I was sort of known. And I needed to figure out if I was trans or not. And I needed to be uh, around, I think, you know, more eclectic, more accepting people than I really? found in Australia. Yeah. I'm surprised to hear that. Are we, where in Australia? Um, I was living in Sydney. But that seems like a really open-minded town. I mean, it kind of is, but it also kind of isn't. And I mean, that was my personal experience. I think yeah. other people have, you know, you know, have a better time of it than I did. So, is is New York more open-minded? It's like a lot more open-minded. Oh, unquestionably. Um, I, you know, this is a city of eccentrics. I mean, even when you're really kind of wealthy and um, you know, Upper East Side, like I still feel there's a kind of a real uh, pride in you know New York's weirdness, and so as an eccentric, as a kind of creative uh, person, I just felt automatically when I arrived, I felt kind of welcomed, um, which was a big deal for me. And when you kind of discover that in New York you're considered a crazy person, I I, I didn't think I really realized you know how eccentric, how kooky I kind of am <laughs> until I moved here, and, and I was like, I was overjoyed actually because if new york city kind of writes you as right like, right it's you know, very validating yeah i was like well no wonder Wait, i was you, having a hard time exactly <laughs> <laughs> so 
so it's been really and 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 you know what I love I love that you're reminding us how uh, we can't how special it is here and not to take that for granted we well, forget when you've been here for so long sometimes i take it for granted yeah i mean and i think too like you know a lot of people are always lamenting for old school new york and i understand that like yeah. it i mean i was here a couple of times of course before i moved and so i sort of know a little bit about how it's transitioned um but i still think that it, it is still a home for artists people still flock here um, and certainly the scene in Bushwick and, you know, is, is kind of crazy. It's kind of like, you know, the way kind of Manhattan, lower, you know, Lower East Side and, and whatnot used to be, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, what I used to um, enjoy about that craziness of like, um, you know, Reverend Jen's um, open mic and, and all that stuff is still here. Mm, you know, absolutely. surf reality is part is baked into uh, Radio Free Brooklyn, Rob Pritchard. Yeah. And all this stuff. And so I think that um, it's here. It's just like you have to find it. Yeah. And I mean, I think New York, I mean, like every city, it evolves and changes. But yeah. the, it, it is still here. It is still a home. It's still mm-hmm. um, a magnet, I think, for people are, you know, around America and the world. It's New York City. It still is. Totally. And, um, you know, it's funny because when you were talking about that, I was thinking about the show that you did last Saturday night. This was so amazing because, and let me just tell you guys. So... Glace does this, help me out here, Glace does this weekly show called Neurotica at the Metropolitan Bar um, in on Lorimer Street in, you know, Williamsburg. And it's a monthly show, it's, though. So, yeah. What, what day of the month? Uh, it's, every, it's the first Saturday of first every month. Saturday. And so she gave me a heads up that um, she was going to be, like, doing a funny thing trashing me and that if I wanted to come, I could show up at the end and we would have some fun together. Well, so, I still am trashing you, sweetheart. You stole okay. the crown directly from me. That crown was mine. I was so ready for it. And I, I was a little, I'm not going to lie, I was a little devastated. Were you moment. Were you really upset? Well, not upset, but um, I, I, was, I was a little shocked. And then also, too, I didn't even thank anybody because I think in my head I was like in the um, Miss Universe pageant when, when they announced the like, because they announced the first runner-up, and then, of course, you know who's won. So, I, and, and then the person that's won just goes to the stage. And so in my head, I was playing that. Did you think you were going to win? Because I never, this is the thing, I have never been as shocked in my life. I did not expect to win. I, I but, mean, I mean, I could see how you would have expected. I, I expected you to win also. Well, I did. I mean, I don't want to sound arrogant. You never no, have it in no, the No, but, let's, but be, let's be real. Well, I wanted to. Actually, it surprised me how much I wanted to win. Really? And, and I felt like because in the second, you know, the second set, I know that I screwed it up. And, oh. and so I felt annoyed at myself. Oh. And I felt self-conscious. Oh, and, I know that feeling. And so when they... I mean, you never know, but I was just like, oh. Uh, okay, so let's 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 tell the people what happened here. See, so Glace really did genuinely. I thought it would be you or Dylan, maybe. Right? I know, Dylan? I know. Well, yes, uh, but at the amazing. end. But at the end, I thought it was going to be uh, you because they eliminated they eliminated Dylan out of the they had the finalists and then elim- eliminated Dylan the first finalist. So it seemed like out of the rest, it would be you. No, well, I thought it, I knew and you, you were the competition. Really, you had said that to me, and I was just shocked because your talent to me as a performer seems so much more 
substantial because you are actually outperforming and like in public a lot more regularly and stuff and in your costume. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, we thought you were going to win. We both did. Well, I mean, oh, look, I'm going to be falsely modest and say you never have it in the bag. But honestly, because I'm watching your performance, uh, which was so um, beautiful, like kind of chronicling, you know, your life in New York City. I was just like, and you played it so well. I I wanted to slap you when you said it's time for a postmenopausal woman to be (laughs) mistaken. Bitch. Bitch, she's gonna like she. You wowed the crowd with that, and I was just like, "Oh, your charisma!" Oh, uh, but let's let's focus back to you. How you failed? Oh, God, I am <laughs> so. Anyway, folks, this is so fucking crazy. How uh, I stole? I did steal. I stole the crown from Glace. This is how I stole it because. We did our performances, and then we all went through these follow up questions. And Glace was asked, uh, what were you at? You tell us. I was, so basically there were subway questions. And so somebody was like asked, you know, the guy's masturbating in front of you. What do you do? And I was asked, so Dr. Zismore is sitting opposite you. What do you do? And I didn't know who Dr. Zismore is. The name, the name. And I blanked and I did a little improv uh, about not knowing who it was yeah. and asking somebody and then trying to like realize, you know, that they were famous. But I screwed it up. And of course, when somebody was like, it's the cosmetic surgery ad guy, I was like, of course, I know that. You did know it? I mean, I know the reference. I just didn't know the name. Oh, you knew it. Oh, I had oh. this feeling. Oh, that's even worse. I know. because I'm, <laughs> I'm like, so glad you're here. We've got to talk you through this. I'm, this is terrible. Oh, oh my God. And oh, I'm, my God. So much Botox in my face. I just thought cruel ironies, cruel ironies of life. The, so, the, 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 the so cosmetic is, surgery I lose to. This is hilarious because what I was assuming was that you were from Australia and that guy hasn't been around in like five or ten years. Well, yeah. I mean, because and then everybody was like shocked and scandalized. I could feel the resentment in the room. And, and people are like, oh, maybe you're, you, you've just arrived. I'm like, I've been here seven years. That's not nothing. That is not nothing. And did you see Dr. Zismore posters? Were they around seven years ago? They were. I think they were. But, I mean, I remember the, like, I do remember the cosmetic, you know, like the with the bad faces. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I do remember yeah, it. Yeah, you've like, seen it. You've yeah, seen it. But I just didn't know that, like, the yeah, name that's didn't fair. Come that's fair. And also, I must say, like, not everybody got... Like, the question I got was, uh, what would you do? Like, how would you handle yourself if there was, like, a loud guy with a boombox or something? And there, you got a question that you actually had to have a reference and know something. And so that was just bad luck, really. I know. And I wanted the masturbation question. Cause I, I like Because I was like, well, I mean, I see that all the time. <laughs> yeah, just join it. Exactly. Just help. I mean, just check out what the junk is. And if you're like, like it, just, you know. Work with it. Exactly. Take your pants off. So, um, so what was that? So you, you were definitely, so how did that, like, what happened? What, what was the, tell us about the emotional roller coaster. Oh God. I just, when I didn't know, and I should have asked for clarification, I should have said now, I like, I should have just made it really epic and just been like, I need the clarification. Who is Dr. Zismore? And, or, or work the crowd. And I didn't. And you I just second guessed yourself is what I, happened. Is that what happened? Yeah. And then afterwards, were you like, I went bright red. I like, I felt so stupid. And 
I and I was so annoyed at myself because I'm good at improv. Like I'm good yeah. at being in the moment. Of course. And then just sometimes it's not your moment and you freeze under pressure. Sure. And I just couldn't believe it. I was so angry at myself. I bet. I bet. So like that night, because I relate to this, you know, you guys all know this. I mean, you don't have to be a performer to know that like you've been been in the room with somebody who's really hot that you want to like go out with. And then you were standing right next to them and you got tongue tied. It's basically, it's like that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, everybody, like we all have this and then it bugs you for like weeks. Yeah, and So is. what happened? Did you go home and you couldn't sleep or something? I, I, what happened? Did it bug you all night? I'm so sorry. Oh, it actually did. Do you know what? I went, this is so stupid. What happened? I went and, well, I went out and I went, Um, uh, I, I walked to the bar. What was so weird, Lisa? Nobody would look me in the eye after Really? Yeah, it's just like everybody was sort of like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like like I just felt very ignored. <laughs> oh, that's not funny. I know. I know. well, and I was sort of like, and I felt very self conscious. And um, and my friends that came, they just left, and and suddenly I was just sort of standing there, and I was like, I know I've done a good job. Why is nobody talking to me? Your friends left. They did. They went around the corner to a restaurant. Didn't even tell me. Didn't even Get text the fuck me. Out. Oh. I know. And I was like, I walked to a bar that I knew my like, you know, my friends, my drag queen friends were performing at. And um, I walked in and I cried. I bet. <laughs> Just because I felt so stupid. I bet. That's so frustrating. And I worked so hard. I actually had You did really work hard. hard. That costume was a real... Thank Real you. Yeah. And feet of yeah. Art- artistry. For and sure. you know, I put a lot of work into it. I mean, and that doesn't mean anything. No, it does. It does, though. You were invested. I mean, of uh, course. But you also put it. It's a weird thing. Like, if you had just, like, not been, if you hadn't even made it to the finalists, it would have been easier for abs- you. Absolutely. Because right? I knew that I'd froze. And then. As soon as I found out it was the cosmetic surgery kind of dermatologist guy, uh, just the irony of that, literally with my history of Botox. Oh, really? And yeah, 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 absolutely. I was just like, I was kind of like, you're kidding me. I lost on the Botox guy. I, I felt so stupid. Oh, I bet. I bet. Well, I'll tell you from my point of view, what I saw just as an outside observer, um, I, you know, I saw that you, you know, you missed the question and I felt bad because i know what that's like to have that feeling but i didn't think like about it again and i don't think a lot of people did but if i had been in your shoes i wouldn't have that would i'd still be like i'd probably go home and slice my wrists i wouldn't even be crying well, i mean well i, I don't I mean i don't <laughs> no, no, need no. to fully slice but i thought about it no no but that's the kind of thing that makes me really like crazy i mean i i i personally do not you know i'm very like you fucked up again. Oh. But I mean, it's not a big, it's really not a big deal. But uh, well, but at the mo- in the moment, it, I could see it being intense. Well, and you get into that negative cycle in your head. You're just like, why did I do that? You know, should have, yeah. could have, would have. Yeah. And, and you're just, and you don't, I mean, that's the thing with live performance. You don't get to do it again. Yeah, and, yeah, And yeah. I, I just had let myself down and I knew it and I was annoyed and uh, yeah so uh, so as as the therapist i want to make sure that you have you moved have you moved past it uh, no no you're still uh, seriously I'm, I'm still angry at you're you. still <laughs> angry at yourself that's hilarious no at you oh at me <laughs> oh okay oh well I that's blame cool you, lisa i blame you <laughs> i know a lot of people that well get on get in line honey <laughs> get in line yeah i'll tell you it, there was there's a little bribery there oh <laughs> 
Yes, I knew I should have done that. somebody a little tongue. Oh, well, I mean, God, and I'll get on my knees for anything, too. I just can't believe I didn't offer it. Too bad. Maybe you're not, yeah, well, you know. Too nice for my own good. sex. (laughs) (laughs) It's a male. (laughs) But, um... Anyway, the the point the point is it was it was a really really uh, a crazy crazy event, and um, you know I've been wondering about how it got organized, and we don't really even know. We're hoping that people will call in and tell us, like Sarah or Sarah Salentano from the City Reliquary might call in, or uh, Emily Gallagher, or Alex Lowe from the Writers Alliance. So I'm giving them a shout out if if they want to call in because uh, I mean actually um, this young woman Natasha Frost wrote this great story on uh, Atlas Obscure Obscure today. Did you see uh, it? Yeah, I did. I love that uh, site too. Yeah, and she really educated me personally about the whole story of Miss Subways in a very concise way because I did not know all of that. And that was a real gift in terms of, like, the culture of Miss Subways, which is really interesting. And also because it's so great how it has, how how the people that reorganized this this one, which it hasn't been done in, like, I don't know, since the 70s or something like that, uh, how they reorganized this one made it so free-spirited and inclusive. And I feel like it's not just that it's, Feminism has uh, evolved. It's just that humanity has evolved. Did you feel like that? Absolutely. And it was lovely because it was an all-genders event, and it felt like it had updated the concept, which is such a tongue-in-cheek. So, like, you know, being like, you know, the poster girl of the subways, um, (laughs) you know, in the past, and now it updated it to include everybody, all genders, all crazy people of New York City. Yeah, I mean... There was one woman who might have, there was only one person, that um, lovely woman. She just happened to be really good, you know, really pretty. Um, she sang a song. There was one woman who looked like classically beautiful. Yes, it's she's sitting right in front of you, Lisa. No, not you. <laughs> not you at all. I hate you. <laughs> queen. Uh. You queen. That's what you are. <laughs> what not, I am is talented, beautiful, and gorgeous. No, you're a queen who... Uh, would never have been Miss Subways in 1945. I'm sorry. There is no mm. fucking way. Discrimination, Lisa. Discrimination. Well, it just would never have happened. I don't know if it would have happened for me then either. Because at age 61, I, in those back in 1940, I probably would have been dead or wanted to kill myself because I would have had like a bunch of kids. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, it was tough times. But as a child, I always wanted to be Vanna White. I, Did you really? Absolutely. I always imagined myself as like a, a news re- weather girl, weather girl. Is that really, that's really what you thought? Like in Australia? Did you practice it? A little bit, actually. Like yeah. I, I always loved that sort of glamour, the especially the kind of um, uh, Wheel of Fortune kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, what what do you call that? A game show kind of hostess. Yeah. Right, right. I love that I could shit. totally see you do I could. Well, that's kind of like what you're doing at uh, the Metropolitan Bar. Yeah, absolutely. As Miss It's so funny. That was the best crowd ever. That was that was so much fun. It really, it really kind of captured that feeling again on Saturday night. It's the first Saturday. Yeah, first Saturday. I'm coming back. Oh, I'm going back to that. I'm going to come back and give you shit again. Uh, well, I mean, I like. So, 
How did you um, find out about the contest? I wanted to hear that. Uh, so my friend's mother actually got in touch with me. Your friend's mother? Yes, my friend Gabe. Uh, his mother, uh, Bernadette, um, is who, who's a, you know a, apparently is a little bit of a fan of mine. I had no idea, <laughs> but not. um, well, I know. Well, she because she's seen me host bingo and stuff, and, oh. and just been in hysterics. And um, and she contacted me. She's like, "You need to be Miss Subways." Yes. And and I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "You're right. I do need this. I need to be this." <laughs> and and then too, I, like, so she kind of and uh, sent me the info, and um, and she's like, "And I'll help. I'm gonna make you a little headdress." <gasps> um, I at, love that. I know. And she made this like beautiful MTA kind of uh, Metro card. Oh, so good. Uh, like little yeah kind of headdress with ro- like. MT, like metric card roses and it was a lot of work i was like yeah you know, i was like bitch you did good it looked great and a photograph great there's I, lots of pictures of most it. importantly most importantly yeah. it photographed very well so she wow yeah and she was there on the night and apparently even though they all went out and had dinner and even though they just didn't tell me i'm really shocked i know isn't that rude well though? i don't understand it uh, they probably thought you were like in the going to be in the green room and taking pictures or something i know but i lost i lost how could you not send a message of support? It wasn't like I, I'd won. If I'd won, of course you ignore your friends. That's the point of winning. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and so, like they all. And so, anyway, so she was there, and she sent me a message of support afterwards. Oh, that's nice. Well, and she actually said, if I'd known you'd be this devastated, I would never have recommended it. Oh wow! And I was like, I'm not that devastated. Oh, they but- thought people thought that you had. Isn't that interesting? You showed that you showed your vulnerability. People thought you were a lot tougher. I, I well, you know, I'm normally well. You're not used to losing so, at anything. Abs- obviously, absolutely. I do. You my never own. lose. Exactly. So, that was my intention. Yeah. So I guess you know. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, I want to uh, remind people. To to, um, that they're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and I'm Dr. Lisa, or I think I'm Miss Subway. I should, I'm yeah. gonna miss Subways today. Yeah, take the crown, honey. You, you won it, take <laughs> I it, did own win it. it. <laughs> Rub my face. I, in it. I'm going to, <laughs> bitch. I'm Miss Subways, bitch. Yeah, and you. I'm here with the loser runner up, Glace <laughs> Chase, who mm. almost won, but I guess doesn't even know who Dr. Zismore is. Oh, well, you know, what are you going to do? But anyway, you should, uh, you know what? Um, we are really trying to carry the mantle of free speech and free everything, free music, free free will, free this whole spirit that we're talking about. And we need your help because we're not, we're not, we're not corporate. We're not making, a, we're not making money. We're not making, this is costing a lot of money. So if you're enjoying this station, I mean, people give to NPR all the time. You should be giving us some, you know, just whatever you can, whatever you can. You know, give up, like, have a half a pack of cigarettes and give us whatever the rest you save. That's probably like $25 by now. And just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. Or if you want to support this show, you can just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com dot com slash dr lisa gives a shit and um give me the credit you know and then jesus i'll you know the people here will you know i can you know keep doing this so um yeah so 
do you have a lot of performing background? Like, do you, have you been trained? You're trained? Uh, actually, I did go to acting school many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was an interesting time. That was like, um, you know, it was about 10 years ago. And um, uh, basically, my experience was like being taught how to be a man, uh, which... What does that mean? Well, it just means like butching up and... What, do you, what does that mean? Like, what do you, like, when you went to acting school, you, you, you... I'm going to say that you've probably known you were gay since you were a teenager or, or have identified as gay since then. or Yeah, absolutely. Or since you were yeah. you know, old enough to know. Sure, absolutely. I mean, I think tougher for me was is, you know, gender and the trans stuff. And, um, and because I was, I mean, I, because I was kind of had a lot of female energy and, of course, there's no roles for that. At least there wasn't 10 years ago. I think mm-hmm. things are changing now. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically it was like kind of, you know, being taught how to, be a man so i might you know get cast and oh weird yeah and and when i look at it no wonder i mean it did kind of it had a big lasting effect on me what do you mean by that um i mean that it um uh, you know it kind of it was it was tough and after uh, straight after that that's when um i really started performing um in drag and starting to really explore my gender and um and really gender has been like kind of the dominant is that right? In my life, yeah. yeah, it's been a, it's, it's a struggle. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like it's still kind of in some ways it still remains a little bit of a struggle. Yeah, you know, I've said this um, to to Glace even before twice already that um, when I first, you know, that I didn't realize um, that he was really a male, male physically a male until after the show, and you know when I really started talking to him. Because the feeling, the 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 vibe is so female, like in the best way. I you know, that the female that yeah, yeah, no, a female that is strong and empowered and intelligent and all the best kind of females. So I felt a certain bond that I would have with a female and I still feel that way, but I'm kind of like I was saying to Glace that I was glad I didn't realize I'm glad I didn't realize that until after I really had a real feeling about about him. So it's because it makes me feel really comfortable. But um, so the point is, is that for sure, people, you must be very confusing to people. Uh, I am. <laughs> just by your. And, you know, Lisa, uh, just to clarify, I probably more identify as a she than a he. Um, but, but, but no issue. Um, but, but it's like it is confusing. It's been confusing in every it, like. In uh, trying to get jobs in um, in my dating life and mm-hmm. um, like that stuff kind of gets to you. I, I think especially if you're, um, you know, like I have, of course, I have a lot of like transgender friends that have uh, have gone the binary. You know, like they're male and they've become female, or they're female and they've become male. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so indecisive, um, I, and I didn't know whether I should, you know, fully transition and become, you know, a woman woman. Um, and it's still, I, I mean, it's the big, not, it's the big decision I've never made in my really? life. Are you, yeah. do you think about it? I mean, I do. I mean, I've kind of, now that, um, I, I mean, I feel a little bit more resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, How old are you now? Uh, I'm 32. Mm-hmm. You look, well, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, it's been, it was tough. 
And, you know, it was only probably a year ago I kind of went, no, I don't think I'm, I think I'm okay being in the middle. I think that's where I belong. Um, But Mm -hmm. I I, I kind of understand now that 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 comes with some prejudice. So where, where, how does it, how does it affect you? um, I I mean, I think, I mean, there's kind of two things. I mean, I think employment wise, it's, it's really hard to know where to put yourself. So what what like what happens is it like a job that you apply for um, or I mean yeah like I mean I pr- could probably you know get a job job but I'm a performer ultimately and um like it's just the conversation you know I was doing stand up comedy and you go into those rooms and they're so male oh I know and people kind of are judging you oh yeah and then like even in the drag community it's uh, I mean the drag community is much more uh, accepting I think yeah. of trans and, and we're all a little on that continuum and that was sort of where I kind of found a home I guess mm-hmm. but it felt I feel like it sort of limited um, what I could do performatively um, in the in the gay community? Well, no, not so much in, in the, the gay community, but I mean, in some in ways. In the comedy community. Yeah, in the for comedy. Sure. Absolutely. They're probably more comfortable with a straight female than a, you know, bisexual or trans or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like the drag community is all about looks all the time, you know, like it's right. turn in a look. So, and it's, dare I say it, it's not my strongest suitor. It's not really the thing that I'm that uh, most interested mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly I had to really try and learn that and up my game. And it kind right. of bores me, but I find, you know, the comedy world, I, I think I've just finally got enough confidence to sort of go in and, and do that and understand that, um, you know, there is prejudice and that's, you, you have to kind of build yourself up to cope with that. Right, and also to know that um, it's not a comment on your abilities. Yes, and it's not a comment on your personality. And that, right. that is the one thing, you know, New York has really given me that, it, just through the opportunity to perform so much mm-hmm. and kind of be around people that are uh, kind of, you know, that just don't give a shit, actually. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, like so many yeah. kind of, of, you know, the the you know the Brooklyn, the Bushwick kind of scene. It's just people are less invested and finding that kind of home has really helped with the confidence and just to go, you know, it's okay. You you know, you have, right. uh, I think what happened is every gig I had to take, I took so seriously because you're out there on a ledge. I I mean, the kind of performance that you do, I can't even. Yeah. And so if you have a bad gig or you're trying to figure it out, Mm -hmm. like everyone was just like, you know, what the fuck? Like, I don't even know what to do with you. I don't know who you are. And that kind of got to me, actually. Were you performing in uh, scripted things, or what kind of things are you talking about? Um, I was doing a lot of stuff, kind of what I do now, which is sort of like demented uh, storytelling, comedy, um, cabaret. Um, and I, I did do a little bit of scripted stuff as well, you know, plays uh-huh. and whatnot. In, in so, like, what can you give me? Because this is the truth. I'm having a hard time. Uh, understanding why you, I'm, I mean, I believe you, but I can't picture you being discriminated against in those in in as a performer. I could in a regular job, sure, but not as a performer. So, can you explain that? Oh, uh, sure. I mean, maybe it was self, maybe it was self imposed. I don't know, but like working in comedy okay. clubs in Australia. Oh, in Australia? Um, you yeah. were doing comedy clubs in Australia? Well, I was trying to. I mean, there was a great example. I did a Melbourne Comedy Festival. I, incidentally, that's I met Janine Garofalo there, actually. Oh, really? I, did I, she remember you? No. <laughs> oh, okay. She meets everybody. Uh, I know. I, like, And I was running around the comedy festival getting people to sign my butt, getting comedians to sign my ass. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I remember because, you know, it's a, a really big festival, and you kind of have to go out there and spruik your show. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
And I remember doing that. And it was reported back to me that one of the festival organizers said, you know, that is the worst thing that he can do um, because, you, you know, he's putting people off. And uh, having the butt signing thing, well, or not, what are you talking oh, about? Just like going out and spruiking people because I was What's sort of spruking. Uh, oh, well, you know, like selling, firing. Like firing, exactly. Are you kidding? Yeah, like, like, you know, you're intimidating people, you're scaring people because, you know, you're, you're in, you know, you got makeup on and people are intimidated oh, by you. And that's weird. Yeah, it, it kind of is. Because that's a job at a festival, right? Isn't well, it? You'd think so. You'd yeah, think so. Well, the- and and just the way that kind of came back to me, uh, you know, like that's just an example, you know. Yeah, hurtful. Yeah, hurtful. Really hurtful. Hurtful. And maybe, I mean, I, no, God damn it, I am going to go for it. I, like that sort of stuff really got to me. Yeah. You know. It, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, and then there was Julian Clary. Or there's, I mean, there's a lot of comics that kind of did that. I don't know how they got past that. But probably that, well, I know for a fact they didn't get past it in Australia. They did not develop uh, their acts in Australia. Oh, so that's partly why you Moved. came here. Yeah. Wow. And it took me, probably I had a bit of PTSD from coming from Australia. It took me a couple of years to sort of, you, you know, realize you're not in Sydney anymore. Wow. You can, you know, people are going to respond more positively to wow. you. We got to hold on to like respecting that, that we have that here because I hear so many people and I'm one of them sometimes. I mean, I've been guilty of it where... It's like, yeah, it's so normal here now. But it's we still have like this kind of, I mean, out there it's kind of normal. But it, there is still like this amazing, you know, pl- there's a place for everybody here if you find it. There gotta, is. There really is. And, you know, because I run, um, you know, like one of my gigs is I run my, my drag queen tour guide business, and um, which is sort of like interactive roaming uh, walking tours but, uh, of the West Village. And one of the things I learned in that gig, because I've been doing it two years, is um, is you're on the street and you're really vulnerable. Like like you're on the street in full drag in daylight, um, you know, interacting with just walkers by. Mm. And th- that probably doing that gig so much taught me how, uh, you know, I've got a facility. I've got a, I, mm-hmm. I can actually interact with people. Right, and, right, right, and right. people like it. And it, yeah. was, it was only because I was doing that so much and I did it through good times and bad, you know, like when right. I was hungover, when I didn't feel great. And then when I felt great, I kind of understood, oh, you kind of got this. Like, it's, it's okay. Right. Yeah. 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 What was it like being an adolescent or a child and having the conf- sexual confusion that you had in Australia? What was that like? It was pretty rough. How did your parents... Um, what do your parents do? Uh, my, I mean, I'm kind of working class. My mother was a, um, uh, a nurse and... Mm-hmm. Um, and then my dad, I mean, I had two parents. My biological dad uh, was uh, ran a tire business. Mm-hmm. And then my stepdad, who's kind of really my father, he uh, was a crane operator. Uh-huh. Um, and, and did you have brothers or sisters? I, had an older, I have an older sister. Is she cool? She's amazing. Yeah, so she yeah. and all looked my, out. Yeah, I mean, and, well, we never got along, actually, but we do now because mm-hmm. everyone else has passed. Oh, so, I get it. Yeah. yeah. But were they, so how did they respond to you? Um. I mean, okay, I guess. Not great. Do you think it's because you were from a working class background? Like that people weren't like, cult, you know, cultivated with the bullshit? <laughs> I mean, I think so. I, I mean, I, you know, like, I mean, because my dad ran this t- tire business. Yeah. And in a way, you know, you're you're kind of growing up as 
as the boy in the family. And yeah. kind of being groomed to, like, take it over. Yeah. And, of course, uh, you oh, know, really? this effeminate wow. kind of, you know, the p- pizzazzy kind of kid. Like, it's the last thing I was going to do. Right. And, and, I mean, like, th- there was violence and stuff. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It was a rough kind of upbringing. So what happened? I'm sorry to interrupt you. What happened with the kids, the other kids? Oh, like as in at school and stuff? Yeah. Oh, bullied, absolutely. Like what, what was that really traumatic or what was that like? I, I mean, I, I, I don't even really. You don't even think about it? Uh, not really. I mean, I'd already, oh God, this is like, we're going to such deep territory, aren't we? Oh, shut um, up, you bitch. Okay, I'll find Miss Subway. You loser. <laughs> shut up, loser. You, I own you now. Oh, you do. God damn you, Lisa. <laughs> God damn you. Levy. <laughs> Levy, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, now we're talking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, like, I kind of built up a pretty strong resilience to that kind of stuff. Pretty like I, can, uh, I, okay. I, know, I mean, I know it happened. It happened a lot. But, but just, you were just, you took it in stride after a while. Yeah, you absolutely did. I mean, I was defiant, actually. I was just oh, like, fuck you. Cool. I'm like going to, you know, I, oh, I got my good. glitter jeans when I was 16, and I was yeah. wearing them proudly. Did you have uh, friends that were, you know, in, the, in, in your camp, like the, you know, either boys, girls, gays, were there people that you had yeah, friend, absolutely. that got you? Yeah, like, I okay, mean, I had a lot good. of female friends. That, well, I had one really close female friend at school, and then after, you know, you, you kind of meet, you, uh-huh. you know, I had a lot of yeah f- great female friends, absolutely. Yeah. But I think it, it, this stuff is, it, it kind of goes deep. Like, it kind of cuts you in a deeper way. Yeah. It, it takes you a long time to actually excavate and understand the... Uh, how much it's affected you sure sure so but um i'm guessing that um a lot of the strength which is going to help you overcome your loss Mm -hmm. (laughs) um like you've probably i mean a lot it's really fueled your creativity i'm guessing right absolutely and 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 do you, you must i mean i if i were i imagine you're taking pride in your uniqueness you're very unique right yes well, I mean, it's, again, it took me a long time to really make my peace with that. And now, you know, now I'm like, fuck you, world. Here I am. And, and no, I mean, not that I was ever apologetic, but I'm not going to feel embarrassed uh-huh. anymore. Oh, look, we're getting a call. Oh, excitement. Are we? I hope we're getting a call. Cause I, hello? Hello? Hello. Is oh. this Alex? It is Alex. Can you hear, can you hear us? I can hear you, yeah. You can hear me? Good, good. Hey, Alex. Do you hear Glace? Hey, Glace. How's it going? Yeah, yeah. Good. I'm so glad you called in because, you know, uh, I was saying it's a mystery to us exactly. Like, how did this whole thing get organized? I was mentioning your name. Have you, did you hear me call for you? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Alex, help us out here. What the, how the fuck? I'm at work, so I've. (laughs) Yeah, good, good. I'm glad you need to do your job. I did hear a bit about Glace's uh, background, which is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Inspirational, I've got to say. But we want to um, hear how this whole uh, pageant extravaganza came together. Whose idea? How did it come together? Um, so um, back in 2009, uh, I lived in Williamsburg, and um, my wife was out for the evening, and I <laughs> who knows how it happened. That's how it starts. My wife was out you for the <laughs> Yeah, that's when the oh, affair started. Yeah, that's how it starts. Anything <laughs> that starts with that. That's when Alex yeah. called me Boys. for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, your wife was out and? 
So I went strolling the streets of Williamsburg, and um, um, and I, I might have seen a, a, a an event notice uh, for this event called the Miss G Train Pageant, uh, and it sounded fascinating and a lot of fun. I was like, G Train Pageant, this has got to be fun, uh, and sure enough, it was. So I was at the, the City Reliquary, the, the same venue as we had our right. subway event, and it was just a night of of uh, a lot of fun. There was no, there was no political context that evening. It was just. Uh, it turned out there was an exhibition of old Miss Subway's photos at the Reliquary, mm-hmm. and they decided to have an. They decided to have oh, an event out yeah. in the yard to celebrate. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they had lots of people dancing and singing and doing different sorts of performances, all based on the G train. <laughs> uh, and you can imagine. You can imagine what that was like, you know, people joking about running half the, half the, uh, you know, the platform to get the G-Train. And, you know, the G-Train's inferiority complex for not uh, going between Queens and Brooklyn and never getting into Manhattan. <laughs> um, uh, um, but it was all, all, all of the fun, all tongue-in-cheek, and like our event last week, uh, it was very much an inclusive event. Mm. And I always remember that. I thought, wow, that was such a fun event. It was in your city at its best. And so I always had in the back of my head that I want to revive or do something similar or I was hoping the reliquary might do something similar again. Um, now, in my spare time, I'm a political activist, so I'm always thinking of... You're a what? Your spare time, you're a... I'm a political activist. Oh, yeah. An active, a, a what activist? A political. 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 Thank you, Glace. Glace <laughs> is handling this today. Political activist, Blaise, folks. Glace, Glace, Glace. Thank you. Glace is my Aussie friend, understands my accent occasionally. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you guys have something in common there. <laughs> political so, activist. And what, what, what causes do you... Um, I, I was the president of a local reform club called the New Kings Democrats a few years ago. We oh. were basically railing against the establishment because there was a lot of corruption within the local Democratic Party. Oh. We were trying to trying to oust the party boss, uh, the mm-hmm. Vito Lopez, who was a very, very corrupt man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so anyway, so I'm, I'm an activist, and mm-hmm. uh, transit, transit issues have always been near and dear to my heart, mm-hmm. um, and I've been involved in a Riders Alliance for many mm-hmm. years. Uh, so this year, obviously, everything seems to have come to a boil, and mm-hmm. the subway's been terrible, everybody's been talking about it, mm-hmm. and it seems to me two good opportunities to pass up. Um, an event that, you know, thinking in my memory back to that wonderful night in 2009 when I went to Miss G-Train pageant. Thinking to the current chaos, I thought, why don't we, I think this is a great opportunity for an event that both tries to sort of, you know, keep the focus on the political issue of the crazy subway system, but also tries to sort of also conjure up the same magic that I saw in 2009, where, you know, a nice, fun, open-to-all event where people could really perform and show us their stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, I reached out to Reliquary. Um, I reached out to the Riders Alliance, and everybody thought it was a fun idea, and and everybody wanted to be part of it. It was uh, it was just one of those ideas that that people immediately saw the fun aspect of it, and then I started talking to friends who knew friends who knew friends, and before we knew it, it had uh, developed a life of its own. It's pretty impressive. Don't you think? I mean, you must. So it really came came from the. I mean, there's obviously a lot of work. I think a lot of people worked on it, but um, it really came from that germ of your idea and getting the ball rolling. And I'm sure you worked hard on it. 
you know, I mean, you pretty much spearheaded it, right? I think so. That's the impression I got. Uh, it, uh, yeah, yeah. I, it was it was a great collaborative effort. It was one of those events that if I've you know, I've never hosted an event anything like it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it, mm-hmm. if it had just been to me, that that event would have been a, a no, no, a of course. Pale, but it, shadow. I'm guessing it exceeded your expectations, did it? From that idea in the beginning, it did absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's always part of me. I always. I don't know about you guys, but whenever I have an idea or an, of an event, I always immediately think it's going to be the, ba- the greatest thing ever in the first few days. That, that, that excitement <laughs> of the new idea takes you off in this wonderful whirlwind of imagination. You think, wow, mm-hmm. who would not see the fun I, I, aspect of this? And who, there's going to be hundreds and thousands of people who want to come to this amazing event. Mm-hmm. And, of course, after a few days of you come down a little bit from the initial idea and you realize, oh, wait a second. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a little more difficult and a little more complex uh, than, than I realized. Uh, so, 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 uh, I was lucky. I was lucky that I had, uh, people like, uh, you know, folks of the South, the Red Quarry, uh, yeah. Sarah Chantale really yeah. stepped up and did an amazing job. She's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Emily Gallagher, local, another local activist who, she was our connection to, uh, Reverend Jen. And I think, uh, between, Sarah's involvement and Emily and Rev Jen's. That's when it started really taking off. This Reverend, obviously, right? Reverend Jen knows her, Reverend Jen knows her stuff, and she was she was a lot of fun to work with. You you get into email exchange. I you know, I've never met Reverend Jen before, but then I get into email exchanges with her where she'd be going from wonderful, uh, you know, uh, imaginative ideas, and suddenly throwing out all these ideas. You you just realize somebody was just taking a gist of an idea and just running with it. Oh, she's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, well, I mean, uh, so, um, and bleh, there we go. We're going to do it. You're going to do it next year. Is that right? I think we have to, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk you about have to. You have to do it next year. It needs year. to be an annual event. It's For too good. For sure. I mean, everyone loved it. So let's talk about the I money. Think- did you get, did you guys raise some money? We did. We did. We've, we've raised some money for Reliquary, which is a wonderful, for those of you who've never been to Reliquary, you must go visit. It's a mm-hmm. wonderful treasure trove of New York City artifacts. Um, and, and it, you know, it so, so, you know, you walk by it and you don't realize what magic is in store within, but you can find oh, it it's an amazing place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we raised some money for the Reliquary and we raised some money for the Writer's Lines, which is a terrific right. Uh, advocacy group for the transit system and it's been the one who's before it was cool really pushing the state government to put more money into the subway system and God bless them for that work because we need more people like that. Yeah, so how does so, tell us a little bit about the Riders Alliance I'm not, I mean um, the, I hadn't been aware of it before The Riders Alliance so started probably within the last uh, I'd say last Six or seven years, I want to say. It's pretty new. Mm-hmm. Um, I was introduced to it when I was I was sitting down with another activist in a cafe in Park Slope, and this fellow just came along and started chatting to us, and it turned out that was the, the leader of the Writers Alliance, and he described this model of an organization to me, which I thought was wonderful. And the model was this. Everybody could, could become members at whatever, at whatever rate they want. But they had oh. to do it on a monthly basis. So oh. you could, as much as a dollar a month, smart. $2 a month, $20 oh, that's a month, really whatever. Smart. And do you guys have and meetings then, and stuff? 
Well, they, their, their, their great idea was to start having asking each sort of member to or, or sort of select members, members to just have their own events. So oh. I remember the first, the first few years of the Riders Alliance was pretty much you'd get invited to a happy hour every few months from oh, somebody nice. else who wanted to just like have people along to talk about a Riders Alliance and the transit system. And oh. it, was a, it, was a, it was just one of those where you, you're just getting a network, network of people. Do you think I could, do you think I could um, advertise it on here as a good way for like people to hook up? I, I would love for you to do that. That would be wonderful. So it's yeah. a great way, like, if you want to meet, like, a, you know, uh, somebody for to, to date, that would be a good that would be a good place to meet them, a, a happy hour. That, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, good. Look the at Riders you. Alliance is a good group of people, and it's a big group of people, and it's a wonderful group of people. For anybody interested, there's actually a gala, the annual gala is on the October 16th. Oh, wow. Um, so that might be a, a really good opportunity to uh to 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 learn more and have a fun night um in fact i'd love for you guys to join uh if you're if you're available that, that would be fun that would be really super fun if i can wear my crown <laughs> i think you should wear your crown <laughs> absolutely you should if i wear can your... show off the crown that reverend jen made i would love it <laughs> um an amazing crown yeah, I know. So good. I know. It's in my living room right, right now. I just look at it every night. I do. <laughs> I do. I would sleep with it, but I wouldn't ru- want to ruin it. Um, so we're, we're, we're going to have to go, but what do you, where, where, where do you, where, are you at a job? What do you do, Alex? Yeah, I do a job. Um, Maybe you don't want to say. I, I, do you? No, it's cool. It's what cool. is it? I work at uh, uh, NYU Langone Medical Center. Wow. Uh-uh. Yeah, I work on healthcare IT and healthcare data and healthcare policy. Wow, that's my. That's well, I'm my, glad uh, they have people like job. you in that in that area because we need more people with the you know to uh, more people with the right ideas involved in anything to do with healthcare, especially having to yeah, especially oh anywhere with the word policy, healthcare and policy. I'm oh, glad you're on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So anyway, um, we have a minute left. So I'm going to say thank you because I want to make sure that I get to say a proper goodbye to Glace and just tell her again what a loser she is because I really got to get that into her before we get off the air. Thank you. Lisa. You're a loser, Greg. <laughs> Thanks thank for calling you, in, Alex. Thanks for clearing thank, it up. Thank you, guys. Okay. You guys did an amazing job and wonderful performances. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Alex. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. That was great. I'm glad we heard from Alex. I have a little bit bigger vision of it now, right? He's a sweetheart. He's an absolute sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Glace, if you kill me or have, if you team up with my husband, he would probably, he has, we always talk about how when we go hiking, he's going to push me off a a ridge. I'm going to push you under a train, sweetheart. Oh, a train. Exactly. I think that's appropriate. And then, you know, go off and take your crown and use it to, to like further my career with all the gigs that I've got going around town. Yeah, I know. Because if you were Miss Subways, man, you would be, you would be killing it. Thank I mean, you. more than you're killing it now. Thank you. Can so- I quickly say my...